This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of Class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Hey, friends. Oh, hello. <laughs> Acting like she has no idea what we're doing. What are we doing? <laughs> I have Who headphones. I have headphones on my head and a mic in front of me. What are we doing again? We must be doing a podcast. A podcast about what? Well, it's gonna be a two-parter. 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 Our first two-parter. Oh yeah. Uh, it's actually going to be something really exciting. It is a multitude of movies. This is now not even a saga. Now it's like a. I don't even know what the word is when there's four movies. They call it a quadruple. Uh, <laughs> quadruple threat. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, I mean, now it's a TV series, so what do you even call that? Right? Oh, wait, no, you call it something. It's, um... Is it a franchise? Yeah, franchise. The Purge. The Purge franchise. Yes, we are talking about all four of the Purge movies. We're not including the TV show because who gives a shit? Well, I mean, I'm sure there are people who give a shit, but not us because we have so many things that we're watching right now. Yeah. And we don't really... Well, no, I can't say that because we're going to do a TV series later. But it's better than the Purge TV series. I haven't watched it, but I have heard that it's not that great. No. So... If we want to watch it, I guess it's on Hulu for our viewing pleasure, but mm. not not now. We decided we were going to kick this episode off with basically talking about if the purge were real, what would you do? Hide. Christine would hide. <laughs> I don't think anybody would come after me to kill me. I would just, I, I think that people would come after me for my stuff. They'd be like, we want all your stuff. And maybe your dog. And maybe your, yeah, so many people are like, oh, beautiful dog. And I'm sure they're like, when the purge comes around, I'm going to steal that dog. I'm going to steal it. Yeah, so Freya, Chase Freya and I would go deep into the woods. Maybe we might go to Canada. We'll probably go to Canada and just wait out, wait it out, go take a day trip, you know, Stanley Park, maybe catch a hockey game. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a hockey game would be the last place you would want to be because think of how aggressive people are there anyways. No, this is in Canada. Oh, okay. Well, that's true. Canada. Nobody's aggressive in no, Canada. We went, we went there for a Blackhawks game three, almost four years ago, and we were wearing the opponent team's jersey, and they were so nice to us. <laughs> of course they were. It's Canada. <laughs> I know, but they were like, oh yeah, go Blackhawks, eh? And we're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love you, Canada. We love you. Yes. I um, would, I feel I, I would be the Purge's Princess Grace. No. I would be the, the queen of that port. Why? Well, you gonna go out and kill people? Not necessarily. I'd probably just run around and have a good time. And if somebody did try to kill me, that would be a huge mistake on their part. Yeah, but like there's snipers and stuff. They could see you gallivanting around and they're like, oh, there's a live one. <laughs> there's a live one. Actually, you know, if I'm being honest, I would probably do the same thing that Ethan Hawke did in the first to be released, the original Purge. Just lock down my house and have some huge arsenal of weapons. Wait for somebody to try and come in my house and then see what happens. See what happens. I also wouldn't let anybody in my house. No. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I think I would definitely not 
participate. I don't really hate anybody enough to kill them. So if you were, instead of like purging your, you know, being upset and purging your anger and stuff like that, if you could do anything other than murder, like go out and murder people, like, because it says any illegal activity is cool. Right. I might steal a car. I might (laughs) steal a car just to drive it really fast because nobody's going to be out. True. I might just steal a car, drive it really fast down the interstate, and then be like, okay, that was fun. Now I'm going to go home. I'm done. (laughs) The end. I'm done. 20 minutes in. I think I might, you know, just partake in a little illegal activity just for the hell of it. Just dip your toe in. Just dip my toe in the (laughs) illegal end of the pool. I think that I would maybe go out and steal a car or go to Bed Bath & Beyond and steal, you know, a a really nice crock pot or some really nice, you know, a nice set of knives or something like that. Here's the thing that Chase actually brought up when we were watching it. If you steal a car, you successfully steal a really nice car, drive it away, that was illegal, but it was legal during the time. So is it yours afterwards? I mean, I don't think so because they say that at the conclusion of the purge, like you're done. It's done. It's over with. Anything that happened from that night can't carry over into the next day. So no, unfortunately. Actually, you know, I, I would probably just go to Nordstrom and just steal oh, yeah. steal all the things that I wanted and then go back to my house and lock down. I'm rich! And, I'm rich! And call, and call it good. Or maybe just go rob a bank. Oh, that'd be hard. I mean, you do have 40... They got really awesome Like a whole security. bunch... Right. And a whole bunch of other people that probably have the same idea. But maybe if you got together like a huge group of people, did all this planning for the year leading up to the purge, then... <laughs> well, like all those people that are like, oh, kill my boss. I'm like, well, then you don't have a job anymore. Right? <laughs> Which, I mean, if you're okay with that, that's all right. Right? And, and I always... <laughs> The part where they do play those on the radio. What are you going to do for the purge? The way that it comes across, you know, it's it's so normalized. Mm-hmm. And I think that, to me, is super creepy. That people are so normalized to this night of just absolute mayhem. I mean, it's, it's weird to me. Yeah. It wasn't normalized in the first movie. So they kind of go out of order. We're going to put them in chronological order for you rather than the order they were released in. So we're going to start out with the first purge which was released in 2018 it's a prequel to the first movie the first purge which was released in 2013 yes and that one is just called the The purge Purge. very ominous we're gonna start with the first purge which was directed by gerard mcmurray he'd only done shorts up before this the daily grill battle buddy burning sands and one episode of the twilight zone so this was actually his first big movie i guess it stars yelan noel who plays Dimitri. He was Kata in the TV show The Hustle. Lex Scott Davis is Naya. She was Elise in the TV show Training Day. Joven Wade, he plays Isaiah, which is Naya's little brother. He was Jordan in the TV show EastEnders. I love EastEnders. (laughs) Oh. It's a great show. Okay. Well, you messed up my introduction. Sorry. Introduction to Mugga. She plays Dolores. She was my favorite of the whole movie, and I'll tell you why later. She was Rima in Orange is the New Black. Pash Dara 
who he plays the chief of staff. Uh, he was Dr. Falloway, uh, or it will be Dr. Falloway in Brittany Runs a Marathon. It's not out yet, I don't think. And then Marissa Tomei. She plays Dr. Updale. She was, of course, Aunt May in the new Spider-Man movies. The best Aunt May. And she was also Cassidy in The Wrestler, which she won an award for. So we started out, uh, they're in some like brightly lit trailer. And this person is asking this guy who has like really messed up face. He's got like lots of scars and really bad teeth. And they, she's asking him what he's angry about and asks him what he does when he's angry. And he says that he pipes up. And I was like, like, ooh, drugs. <laughs> also, they tell him that he has a chance to purge his anger, which they said the name of the movie. <laughs> they said the name <laughs> of the movie. Said the name. They said that he's going to have a chance to purge soon. It's basically highlighting how messed up the world is, showing all the crime that's going on in this world. And they introduce the new founding fathers. They promise to... Fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck those guys. Uh, the new founding fathers promise to revive the country. And they're on Staten Island. So it kind of pans to Staten Island and it says, Staten Island, blow it. Dimitri is running on a treadmill and watching about the purge experiment. And he's got some uh, ladies chilling on his bed. And because it's such a nice place, I'm immediately like, oh, he's a drug dealer. <laughs> he's got to be a drug dealer. <laughs> Must be a drug dealer. <laughs> it's total stereotype. Like really nice things in this really nice apartment and two beautiful girls chilling on your bed. Drug dealer. Or a rapper. Or a rapper. One of the Could two. Be. The TV's highlighting the low-income tower where Naya and her brother Isaiah live, basically saying it's a total shithole. And Isaiah's like, oh, look, the towers are on the TV again. <laughs> they're interviewing people about if they're ang angry and why they're angry. Turns out they're going to be paying people $5,000 to stay home during the purge. Dang. Even more if they participate. They don't say the exact number. Of course. They but do. they're like, there will be more financial compensation. Ah. So basically, they're just targeting poor people who need the money. Yeah. That was pretty obvious oh, in totally. all the movies. It was they, it was very much a class thing because mm -hmm. the rich people obviously can afford to have these huge security systems installed and be safe while poor people have to barricade, you know, their houses with tables and stuff. Yeah. So it's very much a one-sided thing. Yeah. They're interviewing these two old ladies um, and they're both in pink and they're like, why are you angry? And they're like, we're just tired of people not taking us seriously and making fun of us all the time. And I'm, I'm like tugging at my heartstrings like, I love these old ladies. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> it shows that there's a bunch of people protesting outside where they're doing all of the, uh, the interviews with people. And Naya has like this bullhorn and she's like super anti-purge. Pan to Marissa Tomei who's Dr. Updale, uh, she came up with the experiments. They're wondering if the purge is a political device. And she says, no, it's just freeing violence. Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously it's a political device. If obviously. You, if you don't think it is, then you're silly. Yeah. Flash forward to Naya protesting on top of a car. She's like jumping on top of a oh, car. She's, she's pulling a joke. very joker. passionate. <laughs> Dimitri pulls up in a Benz. Oh. Um, he's, he's talking to his his crew basically and they're asking you know what he, the, he thinks people will do and he's convinced that people won't kill they'll just riot and steal what we were gonna do <laughs> yeah 
he got us. He got us. Dang. <laughs> he ends up seeing these three guys on lawn chairs. You kind of get the feeling that they're like the old guys of the neighborhood. They call themselves the wise men. And then turns out Naya knows Dimitri. And he tells her that he doesn't trust what he doesn't know because she thinks he's going to purge. And he's like, no, I, I truly don't understand it. So I'm not going to do it because I don't know what's going on. Then it shows that her little brother Isaiah, instead of going to school, is dealing drugs on the corner for extra money. <laughs> Why didn't he just not participate or participate? He could get extra money that way. Uh, well, he does later. Getting the ahead of wise us. men from before walk by and call him out and they're like, your sister know that you're out here? He's like, just kind of quiet. And then all now? of a sudden, there's a jump scare. Skeletor comes out from behind Isaiah and scares him and starts talking about his fine ass sister. And then all of a sudden, he pulls a razor blade out of his mouth Ooh. and slices Isaiah's neck. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell? Yeah. He's holding his neck and kind of running away. And Dimitri's giving a speech to his crew about keeping a low profile during uh, the purge. And one of his guys, his name is Capital A, which that's a pretty stupid, stupid name. <laughs> If you're going to have some kind of like street name, right. capital A. Capital A. Is it like capital A for asshole or, <laughs> or what is it? Uh, I don't know. That, I mean, see, that's the kind of shit that would get me in trouble. I'm such a smart ass that somebody would be like, oh, my name is capital A. And I'd be like, what is it? Capital A for asshole or. He's talking about how he wants to kill somebody during the purge. And he's the only one popping off. Basically one of uh, Dimitri's hench women, her name is Blade, lays him the fuck out. Of course her name is Blade. <laughs> Blade. <laughs> Lays him out. Dimitri's like, nobody's purging. Naya comes home and sees Isaiah's blood on the floor and freaks out. Basically almost kicks in the door of the bathroom, trying to figure out if he's okay. Finds out he's been dealing drugs. So she goes to the community center where Dimitri is like, it, it looks like a community center, but it turns out it's actually kind of not. It's like where Dimitri does his drug dealing oh. business. Oh, okay. Um, he has a storefront. Yeah. He's a brick and mortar. He's watching a basketball game and like coaching them. And I'm like, oh, is this what you do in your off time? Naya comes in hot. She's like trying to fight his uh, his uh, guard that's like basically four times her size. And she's like, let me through, let me through. So Dimitri takes his, her into his office, which is full of stacks of cash. Nice. She tells him basically Isaiah, Isaiah was working on the corner selling Dimitri's drugs. And Dimitri apparently didn't know know this. I would rather just give you guys money than have him sell for me on the corner. Then all of a sudden he's like, I want you and Isaiah to stay with me during the purge. And Naya's like, and no, you destroy our community 364 day of the year, 364 days of the year selling your drug. I am not going to stay with you for this one night. I was like, ooh, savage. You tell him, girl. <laughs> yes, pretty much. If they yeah, dated. Yeah. Like, they, they obviously, there's something going on there. Totally, totally getting those vibes. Then it shows Isaiah being psychologically evaluated and mm -hmm. they're offering him money and uh, telling him to basically put in these contacts once the purge starts. They like give him this box. And Smart so contacts. <laughs> it shows uh, empty streets with a person, just a random person holding a sign that says, is this the end or the beginning? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, Foreshadowing. Then there's a large group of people in the church, which I, like, there's a church, which to me is like a total 
unsafe area. Like, oh, you yeah. do not want to be in a church when something like this is going down. For sure. That's like shooting fish in a barrel. Pretty much. Naya calls Isaiah to make sure he got out of the city. He lies and says that he's in Brooklyn. He puts in the contact lenses that are going to record what he does during the purge. And his eyes are glowing like this ice blue. And For shit's sakes. He practices holding a gun in the mirror. <laughs> What is, I want to know what people's fascination with holding a gun in the mirror. Pop, pop, bitch. Like, are you trying to make sure you look cool? You need to make sure you've got it turned to the side because that's the kill that's shot. That's a kill shot. They do the emergency broadcasting system. This is not a test. And it says, commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers in America, a nation reborn. And then the sirens blare. And these sirens kind of remind me of Silent Hill air raid raid sirens. Totally creepy. Totally creepy. Anything siren, like sirens just freak me out in general. Oh yeah. Being from the Midwest, hearing the tornado sirens. Oh yeah, for sure. That'll freak you out. Yeah. Isaiah goes outside in his, I'm going to call him glow tacts. I wish I had some glow tacts. Glow tax. The contacts are glow. He goes outside and he sees the old ladies pushing a shopping cart. And the so one of the things I like about the purge is they use music in the creepiest way. So they're these old ladies like with their faces painted and they're dressed up in nightgowns and the song, let's whip it, baby. Let's whip it right. <laughs> let's whip it, baby. Whip it all night. Oh, um, by no. Daz Band is playing when they pass. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing anything. Like they're just wandering. Being crazy ladies. Yeah. Um, That's going to be me and you. Yes. We're old. If the purge is ever a thing, we'll just paint our faces walk around with a shopping cart listening to that song. I gotta have that pink nightgown though. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Skeletor, the guy from the very beginning of the movie, is duct taping needles to his knuckles. I remember that scene and I remember going, ugh. And mm-hmm. just being very creeped out by that, mm-hmm. mostly because needles ne- don't necessarily creep me out. I mean, I am covered in tattoos and mm-hmm. they don't bother me, but it bothers me when people use them in a way. A harmful way. Yes, that creeps me out mm-hmm. a lot. And that just reminds me of the scene in Saw 2 when the girl gets shoved into the pit full of syringes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene always freaks me out. But- There's my dad, one of my dad's favorite uh, scenes in a movie is uh, Freddy Krueger when his... Uh, the Dream Warriors when he turns them into syringes and he shoves, shoves them in the them girl's, in arms. The girl's arms and yep. he goes, what a rush. My dad would so. impersonate Freddy Krueger all the time and I'm like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> um, uh, it shows a guy, some guy, some random guy breaking into an ATM and he's like, you gotta give me my money. I'm like, do you know how hard it is to break it into an ATM? And all he has is like basically a crowbar. So he's trying his best and then Skeletor comes up behind him and totally stabs him and it's the first kill of the night basically. Oh. Isaiah is walking down an alley and sees other people wearing the glow tax church again Dolores Naya's neighbor found the stash of alcohol (laughs) and is trying to drink during the pastor's sermon says it tastes like old man ask don't ask how I know wow (laughs) Dolores eats old man ass that's like a that's really descriptive And I don't Del- like it. Dolores is my favorite. <laughs> she is the best part of that movie, She's honestly. My so Isaiah's walking around, sees some teddy bears like hanging from trees on the ground. He picks one up, 
turns it over and it's like a countdown mechanism basically and it's a trap made by the old ladies that let's whip it baby let's whip it right starts playing again and they're up in um a balcony basically and all these bombs are going off around him and they're laughing like crazy they're probably high and he makes it through but it's like kind of just kind of scary he turns around and sees capital a one of dimitri's henchmen he's purging and then he turns around and he sees one of Dimitri's, you know, other henchmen that invites him to a party. And there's some kind of purge party down the street and there's nothing happening really besides some parties going on and some looting and the chief of staff is getting super heated about it. See, I would go to a purge party. I would throw a purge party. I would be afraid that somebody would be there and be like needle fingers and like, I'm gonna kill everybody. <laughs> needle fingers hey, in there. Hey you, needle fingers, I you're not allowed I wouldn't here. admit any needle fingers into my party. Don't come um, to my party with needle fingers. I won't go to a purge party, but the purge party looked like fun. It looked like a block party, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Everybody's wearing masks and um, having a good time. Everybody's phones are going off. The news is highlighting Skeletor's first purge. Dimitri says he doesn't want any girls to come keep him company during the night, but they come anyways. Skeletor shows up to the purge party. A girl is dancing all sexy on him, and I'm like, why? He's so gross. But she's like doing her thing. I'm like, all right. He kills her. No one notices. He just kills her and then starts going on a killing spree. And while the girls are being all sexy to Dimitri, he gets jumped by him. They pull a knife on him and he has to fight them, basically. Isaiah pulls a gun on Skeletor, doesn't have the guts to uh, kill him, basically, and it gets the gun knocked out of his hand. Dimitri fights off the girls, holds both of them by their throats, find out that he's got them, like, on the um, pool table. And he's holding them down and he's like, who sent you? Who sent you? We find out that capital A, one of his henchmen. See, he is capital A for asshole. <laughs> I was sent, right. Sent the girls to kill him and they were like, "They he offered us more money than we'll ever see in a lifetime. So he leaves. Isaiah's running through an abandoned warehouse, running away from Skeletor. And here's the thing that I didn't get. He's like hiding in the warehouse and somebody is like looking in the windows with red glow tacks. And I was like, what does that mean? I didn't, I, they didn't explain it. I, mean, I don't understand. Um, Isaiah's phone goes off. It's Naya. He tells her that he lied and where he is and she's going to get him. This part freaked me out. Naya gets caught in a trap, gets pulled towards like the sewer grate kind of thing. Oh yeah, I remember And the guy that. like is trying to grab her nether region. We'll just say it. Her, her her vagina. He's grabbing at it and she sprays mace in his face and as she's running away from him, she yells, pussy grabbing motherfucker. And I was like, oh, we know who that's a dig to. <laughs> oh boy. People are looking for Isaiah in the warehouse he's hiding in and luckily he shuts his eyes and takes the contacts out so they can't see the glow tacks. Skeletor grabs Naya outside of the warehouse because she's like, Isaiah, where are you? And Skeletor grabs her and Isaiah Isaiah ends up stabbing him in the back and they run away. Capital A finds the girls he hired to kill Dimitri and he's like, I'm the king now, I'm the king now. And then all of a sudden Dimitri and the other parts of his crew show up and they literally kill capital A 
Ray and all of his guys that are around him. They had a rumble. They had a two-second rumble. A two-second rumble. <laughs> it was not a very long rumble, but it was a rumble. He lets the girls go, which I thought he was going to kill them, but he says for the guys to make sure that they know never to step foot on the island again. The chief of staff is upset that the murder numbers aren't higher. Dr. Updale responds with science doesn't obey the laws of politics. We found out for sure that Naya used to be with Dimitri. So there's a jump scare by a guy wearing a mask, pulls a gun on Naya and Isaiah. They're freaked out thinking they're going to die. And then all of a sudden it just sprays water at them. Okay, did you have fun with that? Like, was that what you were going for? The newscast is portraying people who are participating wearing masks to disguise their identities. That's where kind of the wearing the masks in all of the Purge movies comes from. Dimitri and one of his guys get distracted by a couple of masked people having sex on a car and they're like, oh yeah, they're doing the purge right. Like doing sex in public. <laughs> doing <laughs> that sexual intercourse I mean, in public. Which you could generally do anyways, but uh, you know, why not? It's yeah. purge night. Turns out it's a trap because they get in a car accident. Of course it's a trap. Uh, Dimitri is a fucking boss and clears everybody out that attacks them. Naya and Isaiah come up on the church and it's a total bloodbath. Like people are on the stairs dead. They're pulling people out of the church and they shooting them right out in front of the church. Dr. Updale is confused because there are so many gangs popping up later in the night and the chief says not to question it as it's good for them both. Naya wants the two survivors from the church to go to her apartment. Why? Why would you go to an apartment? Like just, well, we'll go to my apartment. It reminds me of, what's that movie with Simon Pegg? And he's like, we're gonna go to the... Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, where he's like, we're gonna go to the... The pub. The pub and let it all blow over. <laughs> I was getting serious, uh serious vibes from that movie. Yeah. Dimitri finds out that the gang he cleared out that attacked him were basically badasses for hire, former former military guys with all with the same tattoo. They find an earpiece that gives direction to where the military guys are going next. Dr. Updale is figuring out that the gangs are brought in from outside and tracking the implants to find out where people are. The chief admits they're not soldiers. They are actually mercenaries from all over the world. He's trying to argue with her, but she's not buying it. Dimitri is a badass and gonna save a day save the day in his bends he's basically just driving his bends all around trying to find people he finds the basketball player he was talking to before dead in the street there's kkk dressed dudes yep. in the street it's showing people being murdered while america the, america the beautiful plays in the background mm-hmm. naya is running and there's this huge d- jump scare because there's this guy that comes out of the shadows with a knife and almost basically takes her head off with yep. it they escape and get back to the shitty apartment. (laughs) I mean, let's call a spade a spade. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, there's two hours left. One of the survivors that's with Naya finds blood on the ground. Naya says it's from Isaiah cutting himself earlier and she thought she cleaned it all up. I thought it was foreshadowing at first, like there was somebody hiding, but turns out it was actually for a deleted scene that I watched. Oh, well. it, It shows Skeletor was in the apartment hiding and he ends up getting pushed out a window, which is actually much more satisfying than what actually happens to him. I guess I I don't know why you would keep that in and then delete the scene that goes along with it. I know. That makes no sense, okay? Anyways. So Dimitri is getting all of the guns from his uh, stash house, basically, with his crew. Gives a total motivational speech. 
That was a pretty great speech. It is. I'm not going to say it. You guys are just going to have to watch the movie for it. And then there's a total slow motion scene of them all walking out with guns. I know. They're all being badasses doing the slow-mo walk. We get it. You're awesome. And they like throw a rifle over their shoulder all slow-mo. The chief gets uh, shown a screen where he sees the doctor getting tossed out of a van and getting shot. So he has her killed because she figured out what was going on. Dolores is alive. Uh, she knocks on the door. She said she had bubble guts and <laughs> had to go get her asthma pump. And she shit herself a little bit, said her jo- bowels joined the purge as well. <laughs> this is like, why Christine loves her. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I have bubble guts. I had to go get my asthma pump. I'm like, same girl. Same. Always. The wi- It shows the wise men's shop getting shot up by KKK dressed dudes. There's a smoke bomb and Dimitri and his crew basically kick ass. The wise men are super grateful. They all go to the next spot and get shot out by drones. All of a sudden, drones are out killing people now. Dimitri is the only survivor well enough to go on because he ends up rolling under a vehicle while everybody else gets shot. There's a sappy moment between him and his number two guys, like, you gotta go save Naya. (laughs) I'm like, I doubt that's what anybody would say, but whatever. Uh, He calls and tells Naya she's on the 14th floor and has time before the uh, mercenaries get to her and that he's coming for them. And she sees everybody running into the building, all the militiamen. There's a slow motion of guys walking through the towers and they hone in on a guy who's wearing a white shirt, a black tie, and a shiny trench coat jacket with a leather type mask. And I was getting total Nazi vibes. Oh, Jesus. From this guy. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dimitri's basically a one-man army and cuts the power, takes out just a ton of people. The Nazi guy takes off his mask. We're going to call him Nazi guy. The Nazi guy takes off his mask and calls someone saying they have a problem. Naya's trying to find weapons and... <laughs> Dolores asks if they're going to have a barbecue because Naya empties a utensil drawer. Oh, God. She's like, there's nothing in here. Dolores ends up finding a gun uh, and Naya says she knows how to use it because of an old boyfriend. And I'm like, oh, Dimitri, the drug dealer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The apartment is infiltrated. They end up killing the guys. Dimitri comes in and hugs Naya and Dolores now knows why she knows how to use a gun. Drug dealer boyfriend. Oh, wow. Uh, Dimitri is trying to help them escape, but he and Naya get trapped. And then all of a sudden, Skeleton comes out of nowhere. He's all pissed off that they're cheating basically by bringing in the militia. He ends up getting shot up. An explosive gets thrown and shot and there's this huge explosion. Dimitri has just enough time to grab Naya and pull a mattress over them so they survive and all the bad guys end up getting killed. It's dawn. The horns blast. The purge is over. Dolores is practically parading Dimitri through the streets and Naya asks what they're supposed to do and Dimitri says fight. And then it's an ending shot of a flag at half mast and that's it and I'm like we fight (laughs) okay so during the credits uh, the chief of staff is giving a speech about how successful the purge was and how they're considering a nationwide purge next year Mm -hmm. thoughts thoughts are shame on you for cheating Shame, shame, I like shame. how that's the first thing that you say. Shame on you guys for cheating. Well, I mean, I get it. It wouldn't have been as successful, but then it wouldn't have happened. You know, I like that they used it for the movie. Mm-hmm. It actually made it for some very good cinematic event. And I like that it brought in the mask aspect mm-hmm. because people wearing masks to not show their identity is actually very scary to me. It's like when people put on the fingerless gloves 
to cover their palms. There was a study shown that if your palms are covered, people are more likely to actually be afraid of you. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I never heard that. This is probably my least favorite out of all of the movies. And it's because this movie, I felt, could have been the movie that like, it, it, it explains everything. It explains why we have the purge. It explains all of it. And I think that it would have been more interesting to me if they would have delved more into that than just have Marissa Tomei be like, science doesn't follow politics. I'm like, well, duh. And I get that you're studying essentially human behavior and you're trying to figure out if this is a way that we can lower violence, which apparently it does. Lowers violence. It makes the economy better. At one point, I think it says unemployment is like 1%. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I felt it focused a lot very needlessly on the people and it, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't really like this movie. Yeah. But it was pretty random as far as like. It was. It, it did feel really random. And when they flashed, you know, back and forth between all the people who are involved in the purge and then to the chief of staff and they're doing this experiment. Sometimes it felt really disjointed. And I also really don't like when there are scenes that are left in films that go along with deleted scenes and then they don't put that scene in yeah. because then you're sitting there like, I don't, I don't know why the scene is in here. Makes no sense. Yeah. So that one out of all four of them is probably my least favorite. What year did that one come out? 2018. Was that the last one to come out? Yeah, it was yes. the last one, but it was a prequel. So it was supposed to be the first it one. It was supposed to be the first one. They did this all out of And some continuity issue that we noticed was the movie that came out in 2013, which is technically the first Purge movie to ever be released, is said to take place in March of 2022. By watching that movie, you would think that the Purge has been done many, many times. Obviously, now mm -hmm. it's not confined to an Island. It's a nationwide thing. The first purge says it takes place in 2022. So, eh, continuity <laughs> issue there, guys. So now we're going to move on to the first released purge movie. It is the second in series mm. of purge movies. And that is The Purge. It's what it's called. It came out in 2013 and it was directed by James DeMonico and it was produced by Jason Bloom and it's a Bloom House production. So most people have seen a Bloom House production in their life. You've got Happy Death Day, Dare. Those are all Bloom House productions. This stars Ethan Hawke plays James Sandin, which if you don't know who Ethan Hawke is. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, and did you grow up in the 90s because he was everywhere in the 90s. But my favorite movie that I, he's ever been in was Daybreakers. Yes. That was a great movie. Check that out if you haven't already. And then we have his wife, Mary, who's played by Lena Headey, obviously. Cersei. Who? <laughs> Stop. You've watched more Game of Thrones than I have. I know. <laughs> she All plays... your fault, Jason Momoa. <laughs> she plays Cersei in Game of Thrones, the most hated character besides Joffrey, I think. Yeah. Then they have two children. Max Burkholder plays Charlie. He was in Daddy Daycare, and he's done a bunch of voice acting stuff, like with American Dad and Family Guy. Oh, I didn't know that. And then their son, never gonna catch me <laughs> their daughter is her name is zoe and it's played by adelaide Payne, and she was in the tv shows once upon a time and rain i've never seen once upon a time but i have seen rain and she was pretty good in those shows then you have edwin hodge who plays the bloody stranger he doesn't have a name until later on in the films mm -hmm. he was in red dawn the remake with chris hemsworth which wasn't terrible i like the original better though because patrick swayze then you have smiling stranger that's what they call him he doesn't also have a name 
he's the guy that essentially comes to their house and makes all these demands. And he was in one of my favorite TV shows on HBO, True Detective. He does a really, really good job in that show. And I said it before to you, but his he's called the smiling guy because his mouth does the weird Joker smile. Joker smile. He would have been a good cast as any kind of Joker. Maybe not who was the most recent one. Walking Phoenix. Walking Phoenix. Maybe not him, but like maybe in a TV series yeah, or something. A more like cartoony Joker. I think yeah. he would have been really good. He has at. a big mouth. Um and then of course you have the character of Henry, which is Zoe's boyfriend, and he's played by Tony Aller. He didn't really have any previous acting credits uh, that people would even care about. He looks like pretty much every typical early pretty, 20s boy, though. Typical pretty boy. pretty boy. This actually takes place in 2022. It's interesting because in 2014, that's when the new founding fathers of America started. Uh, they're basically a, total a totalitarian political party. They were voted into office after the economy collapsed and they passed a law that sanctions the annual purge, 12 hours each year on one day. Murder, arson, theft, rape, all are legal. It's legal for everybody to kill anybody with the exception of certain government officials. They are not on the table. You can't go after them. So I wonder all why they did that. I wonder. <laughs> all emergency services are basically unavailable until 7 a.m. the next day. In 2022, at this point, the United States has basically become crime-free and the unemployment rate has dropped to 1%. And they're saying it's ostensibly because of the purge. So there you kind of have a background. This movie follows James Sandon, who's played by Ethan Hawke. He lives in a very affluent Los Angeles gated community. Lucky him. Lucky him. And he sells security systems that are manufactured by this company that he works for. They, of course, have one in their house. And it's very, very obvious that all of their neighbors have the same one. They be sure to make sure you know that. You just kind of have, you know, he gets home. Everybody's putting these blue flowers in their front yard. It's a yard <laughs> in their front yard. <laughs> it's basically to show their patriotism. Mm -hmm. And that the they support the purge. They support the purge, but they do not participate. It just shows he gets home. He says hi to his wife. She's making dinner. They're going about their daily, you know, lives. Zoe's upstairs making out with her boyfriend who is 18. James does not approve that the boyfriend is 18. They make yeah. that also very clear. Yeah, which just in the their conversation together. Yes, which I wonder how old she is because that's statutory rape. Yeah, well, it'll be legal in a couple hours. In a couple hours, it'll be legal, <laughs> so we're all good. Their son is um, going around with this little tank that he made. Timmy? Timmy! Yeah. And it's got this little creepy doll on it that, yeah. that Christine hates it. <laughs> that sees, basically he can look around the house with this doll. It's got a little camera in it, it's got night vision, and he just roams around with it. It's like a little, you know, race car car control. I think it's on, uh, it's a it's a race car controller, but it's on a tank. Yes. So they have dinner. They talk about their day. Blah, 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 blah. The time comes for the purge to start. So James enables their security system. It brings these huge iron doors down in front of all their windows and doors. So they're basically locked in and nobody can 
get out and nobody can get it. They go about their, you know, routines and Zoe goes back to her room and her boyfriend is there. And he supposedly left before they locked the house down, but he actually snuck back in. And he's saying he's essentially going to confront her father about their relationship. So in the meantime, Charlie uh, is going around the house with his little toy car. Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> Timmy! And he goes into the room where all the security monitors are and he sees this man running around outside calling for help. Obviously he's wounded. He's yelling that somebody needs to let him in. So Charlie being the dumbass that he is. Uh-uh, he's a do-gooder. I would kill my child. Oh yeah. And it would be legal. <laughs> God. He temporarily disables the system and allows the man to get in the house. James, of course, freaks the heck out because he hears the security system. Of course, everybody in the house is like, what's happening? He runs, re-engages the security system, and he holds the man at gunpoint. And he's like, what the hell are you doing in my house? Who are you? Charlie, why'd you do this? Then Henry comes downstairs. The boyfriend comes downstairs, pulls a gun on James, and then James shoots him and kills him, which mm-hmm. I'm like, good job, dude. Like, seriously? Yeah. The daughter grabs the boyfriend and like drags him to her room. Yeah. And is like, no, no. I love my dad. And I I, I love Chase too. But like, <laughs> if Chase pulled a gun on my dad, right. it's over. Yeah, no, that's it. You're done. During the chaos of all of this, the wounded man who's left in, left in the house, he disappears and he goes and runs and hides away. The surveillance system shows this bunch of masked people, and they're all very heavily armed, come just sauntering up to their front lawn. The leader, who is the smiling guy, basically says that you better surrender the dude that's in your house. No, he doesn't call him a dude. He calls him a pig yeah, and he, a swine. He, he's a homeless guy. He doesn't <sighs> contribute anything to society. And you can tell that this dude is very educated. Yeah, he says, we are a group of very highly educated individuals. Yes. And he he basically says, you need to get this guy outside so that we can kill him. If you don't, we're going to basically come inside your house and get him and we'll kill all of them. James's wife asks if the security system will protect them. And James says, well, not actually resist a determined assault. If they manage to pry those things off of the house, it's not going to save them. So they decide that they're going to find the guy and they're going to give him to the purge gang outside. They do this whole thing where they're looking for him and Charlie's got Timmy and he's going around. The daughter is still wandering around the house. And the whole time that they're looking for this homeless guy inside their house, the strangers outside are all gallivanting around the yard. They're all making out with each other. Swinging on swings and like what makes it super uncomfortable is the girls. I want to do this for Halloween. I have the mask. I just need to find an old lady's nightgown. They're wearing these masks that make it look like they've got makeup on and it's kind of, it's not a pretty mask but it's like, it's a very Have you guys ever seen uh, the strangers? because they're very much like Yeah, that. they're very much the strangers' masks. They're wearing these masks and long flowing nightgowns and they're carrying around uh, machetes. machetes. And it's very creepy. Yes, it is. It's very, very creepy. creepy and unsettling. It's very, I think it's that way because gallivanting around with such happiness and you know that they're actually out there just to kill people and they're having a great time and I think that's what makes it so creepy. They eventually find him and they have this whole Mexican standoff where the wife is behind him with a gun. He is in, he's holding a gun to their daughter and then James has a gun. So there's lots of guns involved. (laughs) They manage to finally get him under control. They tape him up and then they realize that if 
they do give him to this gang out front that they really are no better than the gang. They decide to spare him and they're gonna defend themselves essentially against the gang. Deadline passes, this truck comes and they get these chains and they attach it to the metal plating on the front door and of course they rip it off to the house. James has this badass shotgun <laughs> and he kills a couple of them mm -hmm. but eventually he is mortally wounded by the leader, smiling guy. Yeah, he, he gets a big old knife put in mm -hmm. him. Yeah, and the guy monologues a little bit before he stabs him. So in the meantime, Charlie is looking at the surveillance cameras and he sees that all of their neighbors are leaving their home. The neighbors show up and they overpower and they kill the rest of the gang members. Which, the gang members were about ready to kill the family. Yeah, and then the neighbors show up and they're like, not in our house. <laughs> Not in our neighbor's this house. Is our neighborhood. Mary is captured by these two random perjurers and they, they tickle her. Oh yeah, I hated that part. Which is so stupid. Yeah. I'm sorry. Who thought that was a good idea? Mm -hmm. Who got this script and was like, you know what? We could have them do anything to her. We could have them torture her. We could have them like hurt her, her kids in front of her. You know, all this stuff. No, we're gonna tickle her. So before they can kill her, the neighbors kill them. They come kill them. And Mary doesn't see who kills no, them. No, she doesn't. So then the gang, leader reappears. The smiling guy is back. He's got a shotgun and he's going to kill the family. But Zoe kills him. Way to go, Zoe. Way to, Way to, go, to show Zoe. up right at the end when your dad's about to die. <sighs> right. So then James unfortunately dies in front of his children yeah. and his wife, which is very sad. What's creepy is Charlie puts his heart rate monitor on his dad mm -hmm. and it beeps for every heartbeat and then it eventually stops and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was sad. But you know, I appreciate when horror movies kill off main characters. Mm -hmm. It makes, it gives you the feeling that nobody's safe. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the feeling that I got. I was like, great. It's a free-for-all. Everybody's done for. Mary then, you know, she says, thank you so much for helping us. But then one of them, Grace. Grace, which she brings them cookies earlier on in the movie. In the very beginning, she brings them cookies and she's real bubbly. and. But you get the feeling that she's a bitch. Yeah, it's definitely one of those fake I'm happy things. She essentially says that she hates them because... They acquired all this wealth at their expense, meaning... Because they sold them so much. They sold them the all security the, system, the security system. And then systems. they put this big addition onto their house and it was basically throwing it in their faces. Right. And right. So she goes on this whole, like, you guys suck rampage. They tie up the family, so Mary and Charlie and Zoe with duct tape, and then they essentially pull them into the hallway to kill them. And the neighbors do this weird ritualistic preparation. They're like holding hands. Holding hands. Saying the nation reborn whole yeah, bullshit. basically. The guy that they saved earlier shows up, and he shoots one of the neighbors, and then he holds Grace hostage, and he essentially forces the rest of the neighbors to free them. Mary's like, no, don't kill them. Well, he asks her. He's like, yeah. what do you want to do? And she's like, we're just going to wait him and we don't want to participate in any. Good for her. The next morning, during the last like few minutes, Mary, Grace, Bloody Stranger, the neighbors, they're all waiting in the living room. And, and Mary... The, the kids are by their dad. Yeah, the kids are hanging out by their dad. The he's, dead body. He's, he's dead hanging out. I want to see a dead body. <laughs> the dead body. And Mary asks... Mr. Halverson, who's one of their neighbors, if he enjoyed Grace's purge party, which was essentially meeting to discuss the murders. And the Halverson's like, yeah, yeah, no, we, we thought it was great. 
<laughs> Charlie and Zoe, you know, are mourning their father's death and Grace attempts to get the shotgun from Mary, but she gets control of it and she smacks the butt of the gun right into her face and throws her head through a glass table. Oh, and I was part. like, yes, yes, way to go, Cersei. <laughs> I love you now. Thank you for doing that. And so she's basically saying, you know, no, we're not going to participate in this. We're done. When the siren sounds, she's like, get out of my house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so they all leave the house and Mary thanks the stranger for his help. And he's like, yeah, no, good luck to you guys. And he leaves the gun that he had. That's the end. And then during the credits, there are all these news reports that this state's purge or this year's purge was the most successful to date, that the stock market is booming because of massive sales of weapons and security systems. And Guy talks about the loss of his patriotism after the death of sons the night before. And it just ends on this once again, a note saying the purge is the reason that the nation is so successful. Just reinforces it basically. My thoughts on this movie. This is my favorite out of all mm -hmm. of the purge movies. This is definitely my favorite. And I think it's because the actors in it were so good. Even the kids. Mm -hmm. The kids did a really, really great job. I think by far this has the creepiest villains in it. I mean, the guy who's the smiling stranger, he's so creepy. Mostly- You hate him immediately. <laughs> oh yeah. And mostly because of how calm he is throughout the whole thing. I mean, this dude obviously waits all year for this to happen. This is like his Christmas. It's, it's really creepy. It's very creepy. And probably would have let them go if they would have given that guy over. But this movie's also really brutal in its portrayal of violence. There's not a ton of violence in it, but it is pretty brutal when it does show it. The only thing that I had an issue with with this movie was how freaking slow it was. It was pretty draggy. There were some times where I was just like, oh God, hurry up. Because I get it. You want to make the family human and you want to portray their normal everyday. Here's what they do because the purge one day out of the year, it only happens once. And so you need to see the normal to really understand the abnormal. Just at parts though, like the part where the guy is hiding and they're trying to find him and the daughter's running around, that part just went on forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it definitely didn't need to, but this is definitely my favorite out of Mine all too. of them. And I will say, I went to the Halloween Horror Nights where the purge was a scare zone. It was actually really creepy. <laughs> Like it was, it was creepy because people didn't really jump out at you. They just kind of wandered around you with machetes and fake guns and masks, masks and they're all masks that were used in the films. And you're like, Oh my God. There was this huge open spot where you had to walk through to get to the next scare zone. And my, my husband was walking through and I was behind him and he got in the next scare zone before I got in there. And these two guys came running up to me and my initial reaction was, please don't hurt me. I want to be one of you. <laughs> so it was, it was really fun. But this, I think this was the best movie out of all of them for sure. What are your thoughts? I loved it when it came out. There was literally no other movie like it. No. Like, that's what I liked about it was it was the first of its kind. It really was. So that being said, I was excited for them to make more. But yeah, this was definitely my favorite out of all of them. Yeah. I thought that Ethan Hawke and this came out before I actually knew who Lena Headey was. And so then when I saw her as Cersei, when I started watching Game of Thrones, I was like, oh, it's the girl from The Purge. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because most people know her the other way around. Yes, yes. 
So not me. So yeah, I I think that this is definitely the best one out of all of them. I just I really enjoyed this movie, and I think that if you haven't seen any of the Purge movies, I would say start. Mm-hmm, definitely. Don't start with. Don't start with the first. Yeah. Start with this one, and then I would say work your way by when they were released, and not in chronological order, because. I think the ones that were released closer together are the are the better. Well, that's it for this of our first ever two-part episode. We hope you enjoyed it. The next episode, we'll be covering The Purge Anarchy and The Purge Election Year. I think are actually pretty good. I yeah, like both of them. I like both of them a lot. I thought I hated Anarchy, and then I watched, rewatched it to do the podcast on, and I was like, why did I not like this? And then I realized I never actually saw it. <laughs> You're like, I hate this movie. I hate this one because I've never seen it. And then you realize, oh, wait, I haven't seen it. Never mind. So definitely tune into that. We are going to be doing that. We've got a lot of really fun stuff coming as well. We've got some holiday horror movies Mm -hmm. that we're going to be talking about. And also some guest spots. Look forward to that. Yes, we have some guest spots coming up, which I'm also very excited about. I think those will be pretty funny. Yes. Once again, please go check us out on all of our socials. Um, Instagram, I am Living Dead Girl Jules, J U L E S. Our podcast Instagram is Best Friends Horror Story. And my Instagram, personal Instagram, is Christini the Genie. I'm not going to spell it for you this time. I spelled it in the last one. <laughs> yeah. And you can find her. She's, she's on there. <laughs> And then we have our Twitter, which is BF Horror Story. Uh, please go follow us. We hit 500 followers, which I was actually really surprised about considering we don't really even have that many episodes out. It's really cool to see the whole podcast community. And I was actually thinking once a week, we might pick a podcast that either I'm really liking or Christine's really liking and kind of highlight them on mm-hmm. our Twitter so you guys can go check them out. And we are now available on pretty much every podcast platform out there. Yay! Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Music, pretty much anything that's out there, we're on it. We are also available on Podchaser, so please go check our episodes out there and review us. Leave us a little comment, but be nice. Otherwise, I'll come and find you. Yeah, we don't need the purge. (laughs) We do it on our own time. We do it on our own time. (laughs) Okay, guys, thanks for stopping by. We'll see you in the next episode. Okay, bye! Okay, bye!